can't believe you two took that raving lunatic seriously. What do you think this is? Hey, hey. it's a Never Good Enough podcast. I'm your host, AK, and returning the champ, my illustrious co-host, Heinz. Hey, it's me. Oh, no, hey, baby. No, it's me this time. Oh, it's my that was my favorite catchphrase of yours. All right, fuck. It's me, baby. Hey. Hey. And the returning, the defending, the reigning, undisputed MVP, John. The, the champion is here. The champ is here. Uh, that's it. That's all we got. So that's 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 <laughs> what do we got on today's show it's though? A small cast today. Today we're going to be talking about family detention centers, and uh, later on we're going to be uh, talking about Iran and uh, all, all that fun stuff. So that, that's it for the Liddy Minute. Let's get to the real shit. Yeah, so currently we have um, several family detention centers around the border where uh, illegal immigrants... Uh, or what they should be called undocumented uh, immigrants come o- come across the border. They get detained, uh, detained, and then they get put into these facilities with no uh, no uh, like no adequate uh, space, no beds. Uh, they can't use things like soap. Apparently, that's uh, not legally required. Yeah, but is there uh, AC? And although there was a uh, court injunction last year saying that the family separation thing would be illegal, uh, there's a giant loophole where they can uh, still separate the families if they deem the parents a danger to the kid, uh, have diseases, or have a uh, like a prior charge, or you know, like a they committed a crime or whatever. So, for example. Uh, there was a dad who had a six-month-old kid, and because he had a uh, like a weed possession charge, they separated him from her. There was another um, dad who um, but, had an expired license, and, and for that kid. reason, they took away his kids. Uh, there's also no like tracking or anything like that. It's it's kind of like. They don't know when where the parents f- go after. Yeah, so it, even if you do get lucky to find a lawyer and fight this stuff in court and be able to be reunited with your family, it's kind of like, uh, and, and I'm trying not to be hyperbolic, but it's kind of like when they really freed the slaves. It was just people trying to find each other. Yeah. It's just not not everyone gets to be that lucky to actually be reunited with their uh, children. And for the politicians who are spewing literal propaganda that was used in world war ii so i wanted to ask that i wanted to ask that so like to structure this a little better uh so yeah so this is kind of like what all of the the reality and the reporting of what is happening in there but this is not the the perception that's being sold to the american public right No. no from our officials from the homeland security and all of that things so what is actually being told to the American public? What is actually being told to us that is so, happening? So it kind of varies depending on uh, where on the political spectrum you fall and how uh, lenient you want to be with these uh, concentration camps. Uh, 
so a lot of the people on the right have been calling them detention centers. Uh, that's, I guess, the the main term for them that most people would call them. They'll liken Just, them to summer camps because they have uh, access to food twenty four seven. Yeah, have great the, care. That's where, like, I feel like you're going further to the right, where people are disillusioning themselves and calling them things like summer camps and saying that like it's a nice place for these kids to well, be. Well, we're the good guys, right? Yeah, we're uh, taking care of these children. But from even them. for the past few years that this has been happening, we've had people go and film these areas, and they're all absolute shit. We've seen kids in literal cages. Yeah. Uh, people we, sleeping on the floor with uh, aluminum uh, like blankets. There's been hundreds of kids just lost, yeah, probably like, to sex trafficking, most likely. Like but the young like, girls would have to take care of the babies that have been separated, <coughs> yeah. and they don't have yeah. enough diapers or milk or, or like like the, the the formula for these babies, so they have to share them. And, and they have to reuse some of the diapers if they haven't been overused too badly. Yeah, and essentially they're, they're just propagandizing uh, what these actually are, uh, which is a concentration camp. They're trying to cover it up with propaganda to their fan base and to their constituents and even people, just the, the regular public. So even, even if you were on the left and you saw the news, it would be, it would be shown to you like it's a detention center like it's mm-hmm. uh, it's just a holding place like right? a nice acid place where they can get food every day and uh always have like water on hand or things like that but it's just it's not that it's yeah not and that i mean if, if that were the case then six children wouldn't have died and also didn't them. they move some of the kids into or is this a proposed idea i'm not 100 percent sure they proposed that they would move some of the kids and some of the detainees into tents because they just didn't have enough uh concrete brick and mortar places to put them in i haven't read about that yeah um so this is this is kind of what's being sold to the american people by the administration homeland security most of the government administrations yeah they've been hired by our president i mean i mean there's 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 a real strong correlation between the increases of these detentions and the election of donald trump right Mm -hmm. so but beyond that there are government officials who are speaking against this right like like there's aoc and bernie sanders and bernie sanders who's running for the 2020 campaign what are what are some of the things that those people are kind of like saying and and what what is the idea that they're selling to solve this problem well yeah they're they're calling the government out they're calling them what it is and people trying to change the narrative and call people like Akazi Cortez like uh, historically illiterate, uh, which is the probably the most tone deaf take you could possibly have of anything Akazi Cortez has ever said. Yeah. Uh, she knows exactly what she's talking about, and people who were in the Japanese internment camps have gone and visited these camps, and they say it's worse than you could possibly imagine. Uh, and I don't know what else you call a facility where you're holding massive amounts of people in inadequate space without trial. Concentrating uh, minorities. Like yeah. I, weird. I, I, and then they're using they're using the legal loophole that because these kids are illegal, that when they do go to court to sue to find their parents, they don't get actual representation. So uh, lawyers, like pro, bo- pro bono lawyers who have to come, uh, who want to come in and help, would have to talk to the children separately as like interviewees or stuff like that. And they only get like a few minutes to prep these kids. And then they, they have s- to represent themselves. And that's even if yeah. those children can speak English. Yeah. <laughs> Half of these uh, actual like cases that have gone through and they go to actual court the children have no idea like what's going on. They just have them on a bench and the, they try and explain the best they can to 
four to eight year olds like what the fuck is going on they have no idea uh it's really ridiculous yeah so uh they're literal people not illegal aliens they're literal people like starving being psychologically tortured separated from their families and they're trying to spew literal propaganda that we've seen historically happen before in the one of the worst periods of history and no one fucking like I'm, I'm i say no one but it's just the majority of people who are like they're too busy to you know they're too busy in their nine to five they don't they like to ignore the real problems because you know they'd rather be complacent than like face the reality that fuck we're doing atrocities like yeah. This is horrible. This yeah. this news story and the this happening really blew up uh last summer, I remember. Yeah. That's when everyone started talking about it. But And that's when they made it quote unquote illegal. The fact that it's gotten worse over this this year. Seven hundred families people I have believe stopped so far. talking about it is actually kind of crazy. But let's get to the source of this issue. So how how this all started is basically the uh, the the over the overfunding and the overmilitarization of like specifically ICE right which mm-hmm. is the arm of the INS which uh, the policing arm of the INS which basically goes out it's the police that finds illegal immigrants and basically yeah, processes them. them and yeah. detain them so the, the 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 source of the issue is that ICE would detain these people they would separate them from their kids because these these are they're committing an, technically an illegal crime and they would deport these parents or they would hold them in different detention centers for can, a while can Go. we also clarify just to make sure that most people know <clears throat> that most of these people that they are uh ICE is coming for and separating from their kids are people who came over here on a work visa they did not just cross the border and and that's that's 90 percent of uh undocumented immigrants in america are people who overstay their work visas these are people who came here for work to support their family not for any um um, evil like disgusting reason like They're what, not all what is the diabolical plot at this point? Well, the, 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 the there was we read at one point uh, the the plan of the uh, the plan of the administration is to over to basically fund ICE even more, and then well, there's not actually a clear plan. They just want to round up all of the illegal immigrants. There, in there is. They are doing plans. Uh, Trump recently tweeted last week about how ICE has these big plans that they're going to go through with. And ICE got really mad at him because they've been planning these mass deportations and uh, planning attacking specific neighborhoods and cities. And they want to dislocate uh, And Trump has people. now put that out there and it hampers their uh, ability, ability of to. doing so. Which I mean, so I guess good, good on you, Trump. Even though yeah. you were just bragging about how ICE is going to... Well, also the administration <laughs> proposed an idea in which they would move all of the imi- all of the all of the all of these undocumented immigrants over to border states for them to be processed. They would put them basically in boon towns next to actual like border towns, and in border towns, those are mostly Trump uh, constituents who are like having like bittersweet moments of of like of like oh well we we want the immig- we want the undocumented immigrants to leave this country but also we would like we don't want them in our like town we don't want them around us we please. don't want them around us so they want to fly them over they want to collect all these undocumented immigrants fly them over to these border towns and that's where they will start processing in in massive amounts how they get them out and like 
this like this entire like affair just sounds like a massive like like th this is like this is how we're using our budget right like this is how we're using our money we like over militarize our police we make them we make them literally like I, listen, I don't want to go too far. Listen, hey, I'm fiscally you, conservative. Okay? This is what your taxes are for, dude. Yeah. So like, so like, instead of your taxes going to like build your houses or whatever, or like build your roads, build better schools for people, give you better housing, stuff like that. No, your taxes are are, are you go to the military and terrorizing immigrants. Yeah, and and hell yeah, brother. And hell blowing yeah. up brown <clears throat> people, I guess. You know you're a redneck. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's not get too specific there. Um, so, so yeah, so this is like, this has been this ever growing problem and it is, it is looking like it, and, this, and it's this, been a persistent problem. And yeah, to be fair, this was, cause this is what I hear every time this is brought up. I, uh, that, oh, this happened under Obama too. So and it this did. is, you can't even say anything about it, but that's not the point. Like, even if it did happen under Obama, which I'm not saying it didn't. It didn't happen in the numbers that it did, uh, and it was not good then either. Also, it's like, it, they, I would so have like, been fighting against it if I knew about it then as well. To be clear, I'm almost certain that there wasn't the family separation policy. I'm, I'm just, I'm pretty sure we detained them and then we deported them. But the separating the kids from that—that's a deterrent strategy. Yeah, uh, and that's, I don't think that's that a scare was. tactic. And exactly. Trump, and Trump is not the reason why we know about it now. Trump, the reason we know about it now is because Trump emboldened. Uh, people to do this, and he lets ICE do this to to uh immigrants. And this, not to make this like a, a political agenda for like campaigning or something, but but if you are one of those people that like are on the fence but think that like, well, to be fair, this happened under Obama. Well, yeah, because that's like an establishment Democrat, and that would take a longer time to explain and stuff like that. But like, it's not that hard to understand that like neoliberals in America today, by every political theorist in the world, is believed to be what every other country in the world, what every other civilized country in the we'll world is conservative, conservative yeah. right? So like, if you vote for a Biden or a Kamala Harris or a, or a Warren, you would continue this policy just at a lesser extent. Your option is to move a little further to the left and not like this weird, odd socialist left, but like what the rest of the world considers to be a moderate left. Yeah. And like in... in, in a social Democrat, despite what they proclaim to be. Yeah. And like, and like, so like, so like, so like for, for 2020, this is a major, a major infliction point. If you, if you to a certain extent want to see a possibility of this stopping completely, you might want to go out of your comfort zone. And like vote for 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 a for different an candidate, actual leftist populist, such as Bernie Sanders. Yes. And I'm gonna say it right because because at the end of the day, like electing a Joe Biden who's now leading in the polls, and this is the big conversation, won't change any of this. Like he has this literally the same immigration policy that Donald Trump has. He just doesn't have the fear and fury uh, uh, framework that Donald Trump works from. Yeah, he he has a little bit more subtlety to him. Yeah, that's what neoliberals are good at. The, yeah. the subtlety of being a coward is 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 very well ingrained in them. Oh yeah. And on that point, let's get into the shill sesh. If you would like to listen to some other podcasts I make, there is the Shasta Goes to the Movies and Never Enough Wrestling, our two new podcasts that I'm working on, and you could find them one if you Google Shasta Goes to the Movies and the other. 
if you just go on the never good enough feed you'll probably find never good never enough wrestling uh to that point uh and remember boys fire and fury face sauce if you're an incel and you want to not have terrible face features so you can get laid use face sauce yeah your friend you'll be a chad in no time face sauce brought to you by the coke brothers uh, so speaking of fire and fury, uh, the Trump ad- administration has been putting out the most classic Hollywood script, uh, your, your regular run of the mill political espionage film of trying to, how, how should I put it? What are they trying to exactly start do? a war? Start a war. Is it start a war you or know, convince people that we should start a you war? You know how Both? under Same thing? Bush, <laughs> you know, how under Bush, people, you know, called him an idiot and he got most of the American people to be on board with the Iraq war. Now we have a guy who's trying to be Bush, who we also acknowledge to be an idiot and is failing miserably. He's so obvious about it. The 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 whole f- uh, fury or whatever, just being so blatant. Well, it's I, not working here. I think there's a key factor that's missing. I don't think it was Bush that made people think that the I- Iraq War was justified. I think it's nine eleven that yes. made a lot of well, people yeah. think like, yeah, let's fucking kill. Yeah, no, nine eleven. That's good. Uh, the, uh, the, this is this is very well documented. Nine eleven caused a vengeance reaction. And a lot of Americans post the attack, and and have anti-Muslim uh, sentiment. I mean, I remember. Yeah. I literally remember listening to the to the to the what's his name, uh, the the radio host, the weird-looking one, the one that looks kind of like a rat. Howard Stern. Howard Stern. <laughs> the, I was listening to the Howard Stern right right as the 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 planes flew in. And like within within a couple of hours after they realized what was happening, people were calling in and they're like, oh, yeah, it's these towel heads that are doing it. It's these sand N words on national radio. They were saying that it was their fault and we need to go and get them and we need to go and kill them all. And speaking of people who uh, uh, speak like this, the people in charge who are spearheading this, the Warhawks, is uh, Mike Pompeo and uh, John Bolton. And uh, just a, a little bit of background on uh, who these guys are. So Mike Pompeo is the current uh, Secretary of State. And when he was uh, running for state Senate, he was up against a guy named Raj Goyal. And uh, the Twitter account uh, linked to his uh, uh, campaign linked an article uh, calling his Indian-American opponent a turban topper. Who wow. could be a Muslim, a Hindu, a Buddhist, etc. <laughs> who knows? It could be any one of those Browns. The tweet recommending the piece as a good read. Uh, he later apologized for this. And during the campaign, by the way, since we mentioned the Koch brothers, he had a $80,000 in gena- donations from the Koch Industries. The, yeah. Uh, so just thought that uh, you said... Uh, <laughs> so that I like how we me. give the reins of war to people who just indiscriminately hate one specific sect of people. But okay, so a lot of people aren't clear. There's this conversation about like I guess not one specific, just one broad fucking <laughs> region. Like, yeah. Asia, yeah, fuck yeah. it, right? So there's there's okay, so so the media is uh, the, the media to a certain extent 
I guess you could say to the crowd, I don't know. But they are trying to be as neutral as fucking possible in the presentation of this. So it's muddy, a little bit muddying the water. So okay, walking through the, the timeline of what happened. Right. So, so, so how did it initially, how did it initially start and how did we get to this point? So Not from the beginning of like, we know that John Bolton has been like very much anti-Iran for a long time. Uh, yeah. But this recent insertion of like Okay, tankers. so most recently, I don't know which came first, either us pulling out unilaterally from the Iran deal yeah, that or us categorizing the right arm of the Iran military as a terrorist organization. The, the, the pulling out of the Iran deal was, was first. first. Okay. Then we then then it went from uh, labeling them as a terrorist organization to saying that they directly fund Al-Qaeda and that now it's gone to the point where Al-Qaeda is actually as directly we, a military force of Iran. As we fund Saudi Arabia, by yes, the way. Yes, who actually funds Al-Qaeda because, I mean... <laughs> I don't remember. Wasn't there? Wasn't the? Wasn't a leader of Al Qaeda that we spent like a decade hunting the son of the richest and most influential family in Saudi Arabia? Dude, we like, we fought for so long, until just recently. I think they won it in the Obama era, to make it to where people could individually sue Saudi Arabia because they funded people from. Al-Qaeda. From Al-Qaeda, who had a hand in 9-11. The mo- I think it was a, a British newspaper interviewed the mother of, of Osama bin Laden, the head of the bin Laden family, which is a... Comp- they run the largest oil company, in one of the largest oil companies in Saudi Arabia. They have very strong ties to the government there. And she said, I forgive my son. Like, I, I forgive him. I wish... Uh, I, I think he made some mistakes in his life. And I don't think like like they they don't really they are very open about the fact that they are okay with everything that went down. And this is not at all like diverting the anger or or whatever the fuck it is from Iran to Saudi Arabia. It is just literally calling out the hypocrisy of the fact that our interventionist yeah, that, that, policy... that we're going into war with Iraq because they are the reason that Al-Qaeda exists. When yeah, we're ex- allies with Saudi Arabia. Ex- yeah, except that like literally Saudi Arabia has a personal vendetta against Iraq because Iraq invaded Kuwait and then threatened to invade uh, Saudi Arabia from there. And literally all in the Gulf War, all of the American forces were in Saudi Arabia. They were just bombing Kuwait. They were like sitting in Saudi Arabia, just yeah. waiting for that invasion because they were there to protect Saudi Arabia. But yeah, so so before we 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 go too off, sorry, <laughs> it's all good. Uh, so yeah, we pulled out of the Iran deal unilaterally just to set the stage for there to be conflict. Okay, after we pulled out of the Iran deal, we wanted to kind of antagonize them a little bit. So we we classified the right arm of their military as a terrorist organization, and this we love the term terrorist. We love it because it, it's it's a great way to manufacture consent when you want to invade a country that it's has so a lot of oil. It's so much better than insurgent. No Ab- one understood what insurgent was. <laughs> so, Terrorist is yeah. so clear. It, the PR decision on that was fantastic. Oh, yeah. And then the deeper you go down that hole, you get to the really meaty word, jihadist. And then you, that, know, yes. you know how it is. Like the fucking thorough line from terrorist to jihadists, to Sharia law inside of America is like a fucking straight line. It's like, it doesn't waver, it doesn't break. If it's like a Venn diagram, it's a fucking whole circle. So after that, we had a, uh, what a lot of people are calling a false flag, uh, an attack on a bunch of oil tankers. Uh, This was a Japanese warship with a, what was the other country? Fuck. Uh, do you remember? I do not. Well, the the reason I bring up Japan is because the uh, they had a Japanese diplomat in Iran 
when the attack happened. So most of the, like the rest of the world was essentially like, why would Iran do this? And that's why a lot of people are saying that it, 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 it could be a false flag, something that they wouldn't uh, hold Saudi Arabia or the United States like, you know, to, uh, you know, morally superior to like not do. Following a developing story out of the Gulf of Oman, oh. uh, the U.S. Navy says it's responding to reports of attacks on shipping vessels there. A statement goes on to say that U.S. naval forces in the region received two separate distress calls this morning, local time. It adds that ship. Yeah, the, the, that was that was basically the call that was sent out to, and the, and then the navy ships moved yeah. to the to help. Right, and most recently, we're just gonna do the. Last two main events. The first one was the shooting down the U.S. drone that was supposedly on Iran soil. Uh, later, it came. Uh, the United Norwegian. States, Norwegian. Okay, it was Norwegian. Uh, the United States uh, didn't want to comment for a while, and then they said, "Yes, it was our drone, but it was in international waters." Uh, then Iran said that the U.S. drone had turned off all identifying. Uh, machines so that essentially it was just a covert drone that couldn't be detected and that itself is illegal to do mm -hmm. uh on any 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 uh type of like international water or sovereign you know area so after the drone got shut down uh there was a report it was a leak that donald trump had called off an attack 10 minutes prior towards execution yeah <laughs> so everyone was ready yeah. Locked and loaded. John Bolton was sweating. He, he was, was like so He was excited. jumping out of the his fucking, seat. The fucking hard-on that he had was like, finally, I get to declare the a fucking The anticipation, war. all these <laughs> My years. My wife is going to think I'm a real fucking man now. She's finally going to sleep with me after months of refusing <laughs> sexual intercourse. After only sleeping with Tyrone for five <laughs> months. <laughs> so, yeah, since this has been building since early 2000s, uh, so John Bolton's ready. He's, he's, he's ready. excited. He's fucking, and he's Donald, like a gamer who's like, who's got the lined up shot in COD and he's just like waiting for this motherfucker to show up and he's like, hey, you are Ronnie. Bah! And so I don't know if it was like a random person or someone informed Trump that, hey, if we do this, there's going to be casualties. Like people will die if you, you know, send missiles their way. And Donald Trump was like, I don't like that. And so he decided to call it off because there would be casualties. I don't like in an airstrike. The irony, the beautiful fucking dark irony of Donald Trump, like uh, like that's the amount of crazy in his administration that Donald Trump had to stand up in his own administration like meeting room and stand up and say, "Whoa, whoa, God, are we going too far?" So I mean, we all know Trump's views on the Iran war. He really Iraq. hopes not. That we don't go into a Hope war not. with Iran again. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so the guy who wanted to build a wall and then got denied to build the wall. So instead, he kidnaps children from families as a persuasion tactic to get his wall. Is the last guy in the line that we have to cling to, and like for hoping that we don't go into war with another country. Except that he gave a press conference right after saying that we're locked and loaded and yeah. we're ready. Oh, we're, we're just all ready seeking, for war. We're seeking more information. I mean, we want to, to be, be fair, even more justified. To be fair, we're always locked and loaded. That's true. <laughs> if, That's hey, true. if North Korea makes any move, hey, we're locked and loaded. Except, don't, don't fucking move. Except a lot of people criticize this, uh, this, uh, this study, uh, but there's a study you could look up online 
uh, it is a, basically a simulation of what would happen if the American Navy attacked the Iranian <laughs> army and uh, the amount of fuckery that would happen. Uh, basically, well, we, it's wouldn't, not, we wouldn't... It's not one-to-one. Let's yes. get that out of the way. Yes. The, the, the guy that was in the simulation did a lot of crazy shit, shit that Iran probably would not be able to do. do. But yes. basically, Iran kicked the U.S.'s ass. That's yes. like the, the main thing. And if they had to do a redo from like a save point to where they bo- both sides had to follow certain rules to ensure U.S.'s victory. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know if that could ever happen. Yeah, yeah. Some, I don't think America, some are saying I, I if we go to Iran and... I don't s- think the U.S. has ever lost a war. <laughs> Some have never gotten our asses no, kicked. No, not once. No. With no. all our military the, superiority. The, 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 Afghanistan, Korea were just major successes. Let's the, just never... Uh, I mean, I mean, Vietnam... You saw I mean, what we did to Japan. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I mean, Ar- Ar- America... And we stopped the Nazis. America has Tactics. not held the grudge. America, America has not held the grudge since Vietnam War about being embarrassed on a battlefield and oh, have not no. been trying to compensate their micro penis ever since. America has not done that. No, we big and bad. We a bad man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's we're why gonna we, whip it out someday, and it's gonna be great. That's why we pick on country like really small countries like Korea, and and it's still fucking. <laughs> Yeah. In Vietnam. By the way, by yeah. the way, this is this is being called. If we do actually start war, it is being said. It's b- being touted as like this would be the biggest armed conflict America enters to since Korea. Like that we would. Be yeah, Iran's have military to be is nothing to scoff at. Yes, it is not. It's not the. It's not the unprepared Iraqi military. It is. It is not these small fucking agrarian countries that had to pull together guerrilla forces like yeah, Afghanistan it's the second, or Vietnam. Second largest country in the Middle East, right? Also, yeah. the death toll in the Iraq War was like half a million, almost, if not more. Yes. And that. So, like, we're facing someone stronger. Than Imagine that. that, like times five. Yeah, we're fighting Exodia at this point. Oh yeah. Shit. So remember. Remember, All we got guys, is the blue eyes, and they're pulling. And this will make a lot of people say, "Well, what are you guys, uh, supporters of Iran?" No, this is literally an anti-interventionist message. Well, leave okay. them the fuck I mean, alone. I'm no, supporters dude. of no death. No, I mean, s- send your children to go, you know, die in an explosion to, you know, screw the libtards. Man. Yeah, to trigger the libs. Yeah, so we can stop the indoctrination of all those colleges. Yeah, if they go to war and die, they won't be indoctrinated by the colleges. Yeah, I mean, that's why. And they'll be heroes. Set up to, yeah. Yeah, and the they'll beautiful part about every talking For sure, point, they'll be heroes and not bad at all. And the beautiful part about every one of those shit-ass, fucking stupid-ass talking points is that behind it is a fucking gigantic teth- death toll, except that what we're advocating for is, hey, let's not have a death toll. Let's not go to well, war. Well, if we fight well, correctly, none of us will die, exactly. and they'll just die. Do you and they're bad not guys. Love, like, love democracy? Like, do you not want to spread it? Like, is that is that yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, I, do you uh, not want to stop Iraqi communism? freedom Operation Iraqi freedom again? Just bu- fucking bomb them with democracy. Yeah. Fucking, fucking tell them, oh, we, you can have an election, but your election is just going to be like whoever shows up that day. Like whoever is there that day can vote. It's but- crazy how much the people in power fetishize the idea of freedom. Like, like we don't know that they use their freedom constantly to impede on ours. <laughs> It's just not aware. It's just not known. No one knows. Well, I just I think we just need to give them freedom. That's why we're going to. A, a I mean, war. if I'm allowed freedom. Oh yeah, let's liberate them yeah. from al- existence. If I have freedom. Yeah, from Sharia. <laughs> if I want, well, uh, then I'm exercising my right to freedom and my right to freedom of speech. 
to to say I don't want to. I I don't. I, as an American, I you do don't want to go to war. I do not want to go to war. That's so irrational, dude. Holy shit! Not a what sensible a take. take. Are you pro Iran? Is huh? that what I'm getting? You're pro Sharia? Ooh. That's that's a uh, yikes. A, that's uh. What are you pro Ilhan Omar too? What? I mean, <laughs> yes, I'm very proud of Ilhan Omar. <laughs> Um, so wow so pro iran uh pro sharia anti-semitic too i mean this all of them indeed uh i don't don't know know about you lefty lip cuts yeah all i I like about iran is their music videos they have pretty very bomb music videos you know what i'm saying yeah i see what you did there (laughs) yeah uh yeah please don't go to war with iran please don't kill a bunch of unwitting soldiers in this and hey uh, i will this is a lot this is a very strong lefty talking point but I- i'm just gonna say it here and i know this might be controversial but hey if you're a soldier and america declares war fucking defect just fuck it. don't don't participate say i'm not participating yeah, dude, discharge get out of there get get the fuck out of the wouldn't military. it be crazy if we had an anti-war movement in the u.s holy shit wouldn't that be something wouldn't that be special if and- people actually took to the streets and were like hey don't send my kid to war because I like him alive. Yeah. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. And on that inspirational note, I think we should close out the podcast today. I would like to thank John, Jamie for coming along. I would like to thank all of y'all for listening. If you have any complaints, send them to ngecomplaints at gmail.com. Guys, how about we say bye? Goodbye. See y'all. Bye. Bye. No war, please. What are you, a lefty lip cock? Never.